Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 64 for the 5th of December 2007. Hey there, James. How are you? I'm very well, Ian. And yourself? Splendid, splendid, splendid. 64, that's some kind of binary multiple, if I'm not mistaken. I think it definitely is. And also, when I'm 64 for the podcast, surely there's some sort of occasion happening there. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) That's reminded me of another little story we've got to talk about in the gadgets. Um, Excellent. But... Um, what are we going to talk about on On A Couch Podcast? Number 64, we've got this new, it's really fairly new format, not new format, but business news, uh, technology news, content delivery, mobile, uh, gaming and other kind of stuff. So anything that covers entertainment and broadcast technology, hopefully we'll be covering all the important stuff. The bits that we find remotely interesting anyway. Precisely. I mean, it is our podcast, so... We can talk about whatever we like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ian, um, bounding straight in there... Um, mm-hmm. With a hop and a skip. What's this kangaroo thing that uh, is going on in the UK? Well, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, is it anything to do with Australians? It has zero to do with Australia. Although no. the idea is, I think, that they're going to take a leap uh, of faith, perhaps, I think, is maybe what it's all about, where we've got three of the big broadcasters in mm-hmm. the UK uh, are going to spend some time together in a deep and meaningful technical discussion and come up with a way of doing video on demand off the internet for all their content in one place, like an, a big online aggregator. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's BBC, IP, uh, BBC, ITV, ITV and Channel 4. Channel 4. Channel 5 hasn't been included because I don't think they're a big player. Uh, that's, yeah, that's basically. Kind of the, and, and does this mean it's the end of the world for the BBC iPlayer? Well, this is the funny thing. The iPlayer is, coincidentally, coming out of beta on Christmas Day. Whatever so that means. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, th- I think they take that beta bit away and that's... that's does, I mean, I've heard that maybe that means Linux and Mac users can start watching stuff but streaming but oh, not download right. okay so using um, the flash presumably flash or something else okay because it's windows drm so I don't, that doesn't sit well with flash so i don't know quite how now with the iplayer can you actually download stuff or can you just stream it i think there's some stuff you can watch right but it's not full res but you can i did download one thing mm-hmm. apparently one of the <coughs> few thousand people that have um so it hasn't been that successful so i've heard mm-hmm. um but i did download something and that was um you know, they didn't have a big choice, to be honest. And I think that's right. one of the problems they've had is from the rights perspective, yeah. they haven't been able to force the program producers to make the stuff available online. I mean, if I'm a right. program producer, I'm going to say, hey, That'll be pony more, up some more cash, more cash. Yep. which is slightly ridiculous as they have just broadcast it in digital format in the clear that's across right. the whole of the United <laughs> Kingdom. So, <laughs> so if um, anyone wondered that they would have it. So that, yeah. That's a, just another kind of DRM kind of word. Yep. I mean, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of... Is it... Um, bolting the door after the horse is bolted or <laughs> exactly. all sorts of other things but if you want it you've got it um, but it, it kind of makes it harder to get than from a, maybe a torrent service or mm. um, something like that which is a bit weird. I guess the idea behind this uh, on demand service is like with I mean it's a, it's a kind of well known business strategy if you have more of mm-hmm. the same thing in the same place people are more likely to go there Yes, it's uh, aggregation, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's kind of cutting out the... Uh, it's not cutting out the middleman. It's just a new format of... of mm. It's like a new broadcast, but in the IP domain mm. rather than in the TV domain, isn't it? And you'd think that that would actually save everybody some money because running three competing VOD services is not going to be as compelling as... That's, it, having is one it VOD? I, mean, I haven't it. seen much of the details. Is it VOD or is it something else? Uh, it's a mixture of VOD and demand, streaming, I guess. Yeah. That, whatever that means. On demand, okay. Um, 
And of course, Channel 4 have got their own 4OD service as well. Yeah, and I've had a go at that, and it's, it works. But, you know, mm. why would you do 4OD and ITV and iPlayer and everything I guess else? Maybe they've realised they spend a lot of money, and it's a bit nascent, and it's not really kind of happening. So yeah. they'll, they'll do something together, call it launch it another time. And maybe they'll make it available overseas as well. True. Well, um, why not? Because obviously iPlayer got the right now is only UK. Yes. True. And 4OD, I would guess, as well. Yes. Um, so that's quite cool. Um you had a bit of... Is it patent or patent? What are you... Well, it depends which country you come from and one's I can't One's the shiny remember. shoes and one's a sort of legal thing. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. I've heard it pronounced both ways all and uh, uh, that intellectual property thing anyway that starts with P. Okay, not the shiny shoes. No. Okay. Um, TiVo in the news. In fact, TiVo seem to have... They're guys in uh, their press PR department must have repetitive strain injury and carpal tunnel syndrome. They I think most of the people like that work in TiVo... Every day they must put out a press <laughs> release. Out a press release, yep. It's amazing. Powerhouse yep. of... Uh, of writing, whether anything comes of it, I don't know. Um, so they've got some patents which we have talked about before with Echostar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the was it the Time Warp patent? Or? Yes, it's the patent six two three three three. Oh, that one nine. I remember now. <laughs> which uh, I've actually had a read of it as much as you can ever read a mm-hmm. patent application. The multimedia time warping system. <laughs> I think the title is the best part of it. Yeah. Uh, if you ever tried to read these things, they're not exactly designed to be uh, understandable. So it's probably the most revenue TiVo's ever had if they're going to get $73 million of damages Absolutely. from uh, Echo Star. Absolutely. And it uh, uh, proves my new theory that really you shouldn't bother making products. You should simply sit down, write them. some ideas down, paint them, and then sue everybody. Don't bother actually making anything. But lawyers are expensive to employ. True, but look, look at the amount of money. It's like <laughs> they want a no win, no fee basis, and you'll yeah, be, right. be fine. They haven't yeah. done anything. Those of you who watch UK TV, there's no end of it's either <laughs> interest free loans or no win, no fee. Did you trip over at work? Exactly. Yeah, brilliant. Um, one more bit of uh, business news. Uh, it's about uh, big news. I guess it's kind of gaming news, but Vivendi um, have merged with Activision, uh, which is, I think it's like 10. Is it a merger or is it an acquisition? I'm not quite sure, but. $10 billion has kind of exchanged hands, or so I've heard. Crikey. And Activision um, is uh, got some sort of big properties such as Guitar Hero, which we talked about, um, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, and the Tony Hawk franchise, and Vivendi's Blizzard, which is the home of WoW, uh, the world's largest, I think it's the world's, am I right in saying? World's Absolutely. largest massively multiplayer online role-playing game, MMORPG. So the combined deal's worth about $19 billion. I mean, who would have thought that games... It's a monster, isn't it? ...could be... You could have a single company worth that amount of money and just making games. Well, I've seen the price of the games in the high streets. I can, <laughs> yeah, I can well right. believe this. <laughs> 20 um, years ago, you would never have considered it. But it's uh, quite stunning. Um, and it needs government approval. I don't know. Shareholder wow. and government approval. How amazing is Which that? Gov- the French government and the US government, presumably. I presume so, because it isn't... Yeah. Uh, it's US-based. Mm. Um, French. But I guess it's, it's a good example of consolidation in, in the industry where electronic arts mm. is clearly number one. Yeah. And the, the guys who are numbers two and three, which I think in this case is Vivendi and Activision, have got a hard time chasing them because mm. the, the number one leader is typically a long way ahead. Mm. So the only way they can get together is by maybe combining, which is... Uh, Good business strategy in some cases. Um, Indeed. Technology and news. What is going on there? Uh, well, there's not a lot of happening in terms of new technology at the moment. As my theory goes, that before CES, everyone kind of uh, stops their press releases, except for TiVo. And, uh, <laughs> it goes into overdrive. Because <laughs> no one else is. They've got free reign, really, because everyone else is quieting yeah. down until uh, early January when everyone makes their CES announcements. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and as it happens, sometime, somehow I've managed to avoid printing this. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is the... Uh, this is Verizon who... Forward, uh, fourth generation. We've, I mean, 3G, yeah. and I know you're going to chat a little bit later on about your amazing 3G gadget you've got mm-hmm. there. Um, but th- obviously 3G has been out now for a couple of years. Yeah, it's 3G has been out for a couple of years, yeah. But it's time, time for 4G. That's right. It's uh, not enough to have... I mean, uh, I think 3G you can get at least 3.6 megabits per second mm-hmm. up to about 7. And 3G encompasses some both cases. the CDMA standards and the uh, yeah, well, G- I think GSM standards. Yeah. Kind of a conver- they've converged on a common well, chipset, is that right? Not or? particularly, but I think um, when, when we say 3G, we really mean the data fast rate. data rate, the beyond yeah. GPRS type mm. speeds on a mobile network. There's all traffic IP over that network, as opposed to other networks, presumably it's not all IP. It I may don't be proprietary. think it's all IP. I think IP encapsulated in something else. Okay. Uh, which is why it's... You know, normally when you're speaking on your phone, it's presumably in uh, 2.5G or 2G. It's sent over yep. it as a, some form of analogue, well, I'm fairly certain it's an analogue or an encrypted analogue signal. Well, over not necessarily uh, IP encapsulated voice. Anyway, one of the listeners might be able to help us out with this. <laughs> um, and my understanding about the way the, uh, at least in terms of the video stuff works, is that it's something encapsulated in something encapsulated in something else, which is why it's too terribly inefficient. <laughs> anyway, so moving on to 4G, um, because yep. clearly 3G is not enough, because, I mean, 3G you can get up to about 14 megabits, which is the, the net- network Telstra is rolling out in Australia, mm-hmm. 14 megabits everywhere, so right. that's pretty top-notch. But that's, it's, Is that as far as, as one user per cell, 14 megabits? <laughs> that's right, so you've got to share. Okay. Uh, but, uh, so was, that's one of the challenges with mobile TV, is that if you get it delivered over 3G, yep. it's not really efficient to deliver it to everybody because the cell sort of basically overlaps. Because of the way it works, it's not multicast because uh, it's IP encapsulated in about two other protocols, so you can't really kind of end up uh, multicasting it because there's there's no such thing as a broadcast packet under IP at that point. Anyway, so getting onto 3G, there's a new format called LTE, which stands for Long-Term Evolution, uh, which is allegedly able to give 100 megabits down and 50 megabit up and latencies as low as 5 milliseconds uh, for 20 megahertz worth of spectrum. Now, the latency is important because uh, with most of anything that you do on a mobile phone like voice, if the mm. latency isn't low, then Doesn't it work. sounds like you're talking to someone on the other side yeah, of the planet, yeah. like over satellite, which is the way it used to be. Very, very true. And uh, you know, web browsing and all sorts of stuff is highly uh, latency dependent. So that's coming up. LTE is competing with things like WiMAX and UMB, which is Ultra Mobile Broadband, which was uh, previously called EVDO, but they've changed the name to be cool and funky. <laughs> Just now everyone's got the hang of EVDO. It's, it's right. It's uh, hard to pronounce. Now it's UMB. Um. Anyway, so they're starting trials uh, 2008, 2009, deployments 2010. So it's a long way off, but interesting to see what's coming up. 2010 doesn't seem that far away, but... Uh very good, very good. Um, right, moving on, content delivery. Mm. Um, we already talked a little bit about the iPlayer, what's happening with coming out of beta. Maybe you've got a little bit in your more news on that, but I guess um, they will be opening up streaming of, of content to Mac and Linux users, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and um, I think the radio player, which they use, I guess they're using real networks and stuff online, maybe they'll just bin that and just go straight for... Uh, yeah, they do have a bit of a mismatch of yeah, all formats, sorts of stuff, which is kind of natural as individual departments might mm. try different things. Mm. It's quite a large organisation, but they need to, you know, as their their license period runs out, they need to work out how they can monetize their their library, particularly outside the U- UK. I'm sure. Mm. But uh, anyway, uh, another thing that came out, which is quite interesting, is uh, for the second year in a row, 
um, the UK, I think it's the UK government, a group called YouGov, um, commissioned a survey with a company called Oldswang, O-L-S-W-A-N-G. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the survey based of about 1,500 18 to 55-year-old British consumers, mm-hmm. and including uh, another smaller group of 250 young to middling teenagers, um, asking them, and for this time they had a comparison between last year, 2006 and 2007, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> what's going on and how does convergence fit into the UK households mm. and some quite interesting um, stuff really uh, <laughs> so and, what they come and up it with? made me feel that I wasn't quite as much of a geek as I thought I was really uh, yeah I mean it was uh, a lot of people have home networks it's, it's like a majority really? of people have home networks and Serious. and a lot of them use them for home networking not just for internet printing access. or internet access they're using them to share files and stream music Serious. around Serious? That's, um, I'm surprised a lot of people are watching um, user-generated content. There's a huge amount of stuff going on as we as we think about uh, um, social networking with uh, Facebook, Friends Reunited, MySpace, and Bebo. Mm-hmm. Um, with startling statistics, like 43% of Facebook users using it every day. Correct. Uh, and there's a bit of a, like I said, you'd expect a sort of population spike in the sort of... Uh, I think it's like 15 to 24 year olds who mm-hmm. are using most of that mm-hmm. but you know pretty much a lot of people are using it um, that's amazing because I, I mean when the whole YouTube, YouTube thing started it was all a big kind of flurry of excitement mm-hmm. then everyone kind of realised well compared to freeware actually it's really not that big even though the numbers are the numbers are large but the actual minutes watched is actually quite yes, small exactly, by comparison yeah. but it seems like um, well they're just saying it's, it's something to look at it and there's a lot of stuff on you know illegal file sharing or what they call side loading where you buy a DVD or CD and put it onto another device typically a portable right. device do a lot of people do that um, quite a few people were doing it and they were asking do people think it's illegal or unlawful um, 75% of people realised it was unlawful um, and did it anyway <laughs> um, yeah but there's I guess but people thought that if you own a disc ripping it wasn't unlawful but it right. is is that the case in the UK I can yeah, never remember yeah. I know in Australia right. until recently it was illegal to rip your CDs but yeah. I mean I think ripping DVDs is illegal kind of wherever you do it there is no DMCA thing here in the UK so right. you uh, in the US if you if you decrypt a DVD that is yep. illegal uh, I think it's more the movement of content right it's probably something you haven't licensed to use it but it's quite an interesting report um, there's a summary available it's about 150 pages in a monster PDF which you can that's the summary is it? yeah it's a summary but it, the first sort of 20 pages or so does summarise it so it's quite interesting mm. um, and as I said it, I, I kind of came out of it thinking well maybe I'm not so much of a geek after all it's uh I'm I'm actually surprised. Yeah, and there was lots of stuff like mobile phone penetration. So I thought you were a real geek. James. <laughs> yeah, well, I need to sort of up my uh, my geek, geek factor credentials. I just haven't. I mean, I've um, you know, it depends on the demographics as well. You look at it, so, course, um, but uh, just quite an interesting um, area there. Like advertising was they were asking people about advertising. Um, people like broadcast advertising. That's a particular UK thing because you have quite mm-hmm. high production quality on our broadcast advertising. Yep, um, but a lot of people had uh, Sky Pluses or the DVRs, right. and most of them said, yep, 86% we skip ads. Right. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people said they don't want to pay for more content as well, which was the, they, they don't want to pay. Uh, they they want to be happy to watch the old advert, but they don't want to pay. Right. They wouldn't pay any more for accessing content on different devices. 65% of people said they're not interested in watching TV uh, or movie clips on mobiles, which is a bit... Well, kind of <laughs> <laughs> which flies in the face uh, apparently of people who've got video iPods where a lot of people has also said yeah but I, I do rip DVDs and stuff to my iPod right so there's a 
I've done that a couple so times. So side loading rather than downloading. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done that a couple times and never found the experience worth straining your eyes trying to watch it on a tiny little screen. Maybe it's different yeah. on an iTouch or an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you've watched a program on your iPhone. Was that all right? Would you do it again? I watched uh, a bit of a South Park episode, mm-hmm. which is quite cool. And I watched the odd um, episodes of podcast Dig- or something. Ignition and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and I do. I was going to show you. I, I have the... Uh, I think I don't know if you've heard about it. the Iule. I have that. Iule. It's, it's a log racing <laughs> it's and a, open it's fire. It's a video of well, uh, a cheesy music. Fire. There you go. You can hear it crackling, folks. There you go. Very nice. Fantastic. I did pay for that as well. I paid <laughs> Princeton some of five five dollars for that. It's amazing. Um, but I think it's it's, quite, it's worth it to see you laughing. I tell you, it really yeah, is. Absolutely. Anyway, have that's a look at that old swang report because that's quite interesting. Very um, interesting. Okay. Obviously, very UK focused, but it gives you an idea of mm. what a sort of connected, mm. savvy bunch of uh, Brits we are. I, I I do believe it actually because. Um, uh, I have a Wi-Fi network at home to access the internet, mm. and over the last, I'd say, the last year, the number of BT uh, uh, wireless network networks that, that are available have popped up is like is like um, you know twenty odd now. So every time yeah. someone plugs it in, I don't know how they manufacture them, whether they find a spare channel or what they do, but there's just so many now that it's going to get to a point where the Wi-Fi spectrum is just clogged up full of contention access everywhere. Mm. Mm need to get together and form a big mesh <laughs> absolutely uh so moving on to mobile yes uh so continuing on for my rants about does that count as an iphone mention just playing you that i think it does yeah okay well, done that yep done. Uh, um, so however, let's mention the uh, <laughs> apple iphone there's the, uh, the lawyers have popped out to try and sue uh, against visual voicemail and uh, are they suing apple or at&t apple or oh, apple and at&t no, they're Why suing not? everyone that has ever lived yeah. and had anything to um, do with voicemail a patent or patent. Um, so Number 5,572,576, uh, which was issued in 2006. But this has happened before. As you say, Vonage was sued by these guys and Vonage, was, Vonage. Had, to, um, had to pay. Vonage. Uh-huh. Vonage. Vonage. Uh, um, they had to pay a stack of money. AT&T's had to pay a stack of money. And mm-hmm. uh, they've even had a camera go at Skype. But Apple's saying, well, hang on, you know, we've already licensed this when we did the, the Newton or something. All yeah, right, is that what they're trying to say? They're saying we've already done this when we did the Newton sometime ago. Those of you who don't remember, the Newton was, I think, the first personal digital assistant yep. that Apple came out with, but it was a bit clunky and didn't recognize your handwriting very well. It was um, still ahead of its time. So, yeah, I guess when things are successful, the lawyers come. Yep, I guess that's the uh, that's test the, really, isn't the moral it? of that story, perhaps. Um, so, but I think that's good to obviously defend your intellectual property is, is an important part of some people's business. But this is these companies <laughs> that just buy business. up IPR yeah. and just come out. They're just like submarines. They just pop up. Yep, and um, they're getting... Oh, and they're going after Comcast and Cablevision as well. Yeah, they've for a grand total of $300 million US <laughs> and they haven't written the line of code. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. See, this is my. They this probably is went my trawling theory. through the patent things and see what they can buy. I mean, yeah. it's quite, quite. Uh, I, I reckon you shouldn't be able to sue for patents for mm. anything more than the actual cost of developing it in the first place. That should be yeah. kind of like the measure of what a, what something is worth, especially in terms of software. That's ridiculous. We've also what other iPhone kind of related stuff. The um, mm. I'm not sure the iPhone's been selling that well in the UK. I think it's been a complete disaster. Yeah. To be honest, I think um, because of the pricing, and I think there's yeah. been some. Legis- uh, litigation over whether they're allowed to sell it unlocked in Germany, I think, and France is going yeah, on sale. But like a thousand euros, which is like sixteen hundred US or something for the phone. Um, uh, but having said that, the the new version of the firmware one point one point two is also not hacked. 
So really, it hasn't been hacked at all. It hasn't wow. been hacked. No, I mean if you if you get the the phone out of the box, one point one point two, you you're stuffed basically. Right. So this is interesting because you know Apple was saying that a quarter of all the purchases in the US yeah, was so to I would imagine unlock it. if some if a hack comes out before Christmas, which it Bang, could do, it will be on. Then suddenly it'll become yep. an attractive present, and there'll be yep. people going in, and or businesses will be starting up. Absolutely, because um, I'm sure inventories must be pretty low um, if you want to get one unlocked. So. In terms of oh, in terms of yeah, because you, the old one version of firmware, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the modem firmware. Anyway, too much iPhone natter. Um, but there's certainly lots of new apps coming out every day, and even though I think they've seeded the SDK as well to to develop. Oh, really? So, so people so, have had a look at it now. That's cool. Yeah, apparently the the it's been um, seeded out to advanced developers, but we fantastic to see um, whether they're allowed, you're allowed to do much more than the web app. It will be <laughs> interesting uh, visual. Still, I mean, you were showing me the Minority Report demo you had there, yeah. where you. Moving around with your fingers and rotating and stuff. That yeah, was it's, very I mean, cool. it's a that's just that touch interface. There's a lot, lots of things you could do that haven't been done yet. So fantastic. It would be that if that was available on Google Maps, that would be that would ace. be cool. <laughs> rotate your house. Ooh. <laughs> uh, um, so moving on, the European Union has put its cards on the table with regard to mobile television, and surprise, surprise, selected the digital video broadcasting handheld standard or EVH. EVH. Yep. Saying that. Uh, it's going to be added to the official list of standards which all 27 EU member states have to actively support and encourage. Go DVBH. That's Go what DVBH. I say. Go DVBH. Yep. Um, uh, now, this was this is always going to happen because... Uh, I believe there are, I heard the other day, 12 different transport standards for digital television into mobiles at the moment. So, oh, really? uh, yeah, I had no idea. I mean, you know, my theory is that whatever the US chooses... Europe mm. will choose the opposite and vice versa. So Japan's got something else. And, and Japan, Japan and Korea yeah. have different things. So yeah, I mean, there's different... So as soon as uh, mm. media flow went, it's pretty much the US de facto standard. There's always yeah. going to be something else in Europe. Now, I mean, DBBH is... Uh, I think the next version of DBBH is going to be good. The problem with the current version of DBBH is that it's uh, double encapsulated. And so it's just a total waste of bandwidth. And it uses IP when it doesn't really need to. But mm. but also, I mean, the, as I said, this UK survey was saying that actually nobody really wants it anyway. Well, I don't think it's a big thing. Mm. Uh, and another thing I was reading the other day was saying that uh, the only reason operators are going to do mobile TV is to keep consumers. Like, it's going to be a retention tactic right. and yeah, not exactly. a profit-making tactic. Right, exactly. package, putting yeah, together. they're not going to make any money out of the actual service. So Yeah, this as well. At that point, and, you know, if it's a broadcast and everyone can pick it up, then fine. But mm. otherwise, mm. why would you? But I mean, the the flip side of that is that our next story here is about um, multimedia mobile phone shipments exceeded TV shipments in two thousand and eight. I think this is obviously a statistical measure. What type of TV? I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. But it's saying that three hundred million uh, multimedia phones, and they're sort of justifying that by saying they've got a one megapixel camera, camera, MP3 right. audio, video playback, Java, USB, Bluetooth, and sixteen bit color. That mm-hmm. makes it multimedia. More of those were sold than uh, televisions in 2008 Two, was it in 2008 yeah predicting it's one of these prediction yeah, kind yeah. of things yeah. um, wow so we're basically seeing portable devices that are capable of um, full are media devices so media, media devices, surfaces yeah. are moving and changing yeah um, and I think we, we talked before about how you know, certainly something like a, an iPhone or a larger screen device is pretty yeah. much it's a laptop replacement so yeah, we're going to see yeah. uh, probably I think that there's what more than is it three over 3 billion phones or something in the world? 3.3 billion phones. Yeah, something now, stupid yeah. like that. So 3.3 billion phones. I don't know how many PCs there are, but there's a lot less. Um, so with mobile handset yeah, replacement cycles within three or four years, I would guess that 
PCs, laptops yeah. will be that'll be oh what's yeah. that huge thing you're lugging around yeah, exactly I've got my you know flexible screen or whatever yeah and I mean if you had your iPhone and could somehow connect a wireless keyboard to it then you could pretty much do your email on the move without or speech interface or whatever I yeah, mean, you true. Know, dictation I mean, you another know. couple of years and the CPUs in these devices will be more powerful yeah, than today's yeah. desktops so um, so that's quite cool um, I also saw some quite, I saw quite a cool thing this uh, maybe it's a gadget thing but I'll talk about it now because I yeah. remember um uh, Logitech have got these things called IO pens. I don't know if you've seen them. They're no. like um, you need special notepads, but they're just like normal, like you know, it's kind of geeky engineer notepads that we all have. Like not a laptop, but if you write down these, these sort of black book, spiral bound, or whatever, oh, right, you yeah, write your notes yeah. in. Uh, each page has got micro encoded dots on it, which you can't see unless you get up really close. <laughs> and so right. when you write on it with this pen, yeah. it communicates via Bluetooth to your laptop and does a page for page. Serious. And it does. Um, That's fantastic. And as long as your handwriting isn't super bad, <laughs> um, and again, it'll get better because <laughs> you'll work with me. It'll continue learning how you write. Well, you can, then, very you cool. can then search through everything you've written and you can email it, search it. And mm-hmm. there are like short codes on the bottom of the book to say new page or whatever, it does all the date for you. So it's a shareable archivable note taking format and you don't sort wow. of lose stuff um, what's it called iopen iopen I think uh, unfortunately they've stopped doing it in the UK oh <laughs> and the books aren't that expensive either it's like £10 for three A4 you know 100 page mm. books something so it looked like quite. I saw a guy uh, using it at a standards meeting I went to this week so it's quite cool um, fantastic also something we haven't got notes on here but did you see the you're being a musician did you see the robo guitar the robo guitar it was a self a self tuning guitar Oh, the, uh, what's that company that was making them? Gibson? It's a Gibson. I'm sure it's a Gibson. Yeah. I mean, it's like expensive. <laughs> <laughs> How much was it? Uh, I think it was like £900 or something. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you could just treat yourself. Is that expensive for a guitar? You, you can pay a little money for a guitar or a lot of money, and that's yeah. not you know, too bad, I guess, but still. So I think it's got a, it's basically lithium, it's got a built-in lithium battery, long-life lithium battery, and will right. retune itself up to 900 times. Cool. So it runs little servos and tweaks the, and you know, just pluck away and it goes, <laughs> does, does all this kind so of stuff. So do you actually have to be good at playing the guitar or does it, it do that as well? Because the Rode guitar, think, I'm getting excited, you know. <laughs> then I think you pass it to somebody else. <laughs> you can actually play, right? <laughs> can you play okay. this? So the roadies thinks I'll get one of these. <laughs> no, I don't have to do anything at all. Here's exactly. my Robo guitar. Um, really takes Very the fun cool. out of it. Um, gaming news? We talked about the Vivendi Activision kind of stuff. Have you got Weird. any games on your Christmas list here? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I want to get hold of uh, the... Uh, Super Mario Galaxy, which I haven't oh, yeah, got yeah. yet because um, someone keeps telling me to get it to buy it from the internet instead of getting it on the high street and every time I you know, forget. so Well, you could try a new internet-enabled phone in, couldn't you? I could indeed. I could. So indeed. tell us a bit about that. You've got a Skype well, phone, I haven't you? I started in a, a moment 3D of seeing Skype phone. Uh, three in the UK. Particularly effeminate, let's say, <laughs> in its coloration. That's not the you were using before, doesn't James. really come out on the, um, <laughs> on the podcast. On no. the podcast, but it's... It's, a, a, it's very slick white with uh, a blue stripe. Uh, <laughs> Like anyway. <laughs> it's actually quite a small phone for, for what it is, but it does do Skype on a 3G. Uh, so the theory being that uh, you can, for £10 a month in the UK, you can hop on 3G, make Skype calls basically for free. Have you made a commitment, a long-term commitment for £10 No, a it's pay as you go. Okay. So, so you, if you don't pay, want to you just what, stop £50 paying. up front, and you get the phone, front, you get which, phone and then ladies and gentlemen, does look a bit like a Fisher-Price toy. <laughs> it does a little bit. And certainly the user interface is... Uh, is a little naff, but that's okay. Uh, you know, it's not f- an iPhone. But it's the 3 network, isn't it? Yeah, so it's on 3, and it's... Uh, 2-megapixel camera. 3G. Yeah, it's got all the right stuff, but uh, I haven't had a chance to test it out properly yet, but we'll see what the call quality is like on yeah, Skype. Big Skype button. And... Uh, Do you come with a hands-free kit as well? Yep, hands-free. 
And uh, I mean, it's just so it's a three phone, but it doesn't have a video capability. It has Skype instead, right? I think that's most basically the three G phones yep. have twin cameras. Yeah. But then no one uses that stuff. Like you know, use it for the first five minutes. Go, that's interesting. Yeah. You never use it again. That's my. <laughs> I mean, I had uh, had some Australian friends that came over from Australia, bought phones here. They bought both bought you know three video calling phones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the first two days, they were video calling each other all the time. And then after that, it got boring and they just picked up the <laughs> phone and called each other. So I don't, you know, I think it's one of those technologies that... Um, there's always that, there's that classic sort of viral ad for the phones where people go and they go and say, oh, sorry, dear, I'm late in the office. And they're basically sitting in some decorated <laughs> toilet cubicle, which is decked out <laughs> like an office in this nightclub. And they go, oh, and, and, and the right. <laughs> partner at the other end is say, oh, me too, me too. And they're in, they're in the other club in the... Uh, <laughs> which I think is a good yeah. reason why those things never took off but I think the idea behind Skype is good so I should be able to make you know entirely tons of Skype calls for basically no money tons a month that's right that's the theory <laughs> so we'll see but I did notice we had a quick plan earlier on and every time we try and look at the internet it says warning this could eat into your your <laughs> mega right. megabyte less you know, allowance per month or something uh, yeah I think this can be very expensive you need a you need a proper data plan if you can do all that uh, mega surfing it has like yeah. YouTube and stuff on there but the, the, there's a big the warning, warning at the start the says warning. watching YouTube way. could cane your account <laughs> and there could that's be right. no <laughs> not don't watch your videos now cost you a million dollars and you're going to be suffering for it so it's a bit of an impulse purchase so you just thought yeah I wanted to buy I think it was the colour that attracted you in <laughs> thank you very much James <laughs> it's, it's not as bad as James is saying it really it is. it's uh, okay please <laughs> look Mr. iPhone yeah okay Mr. iPhone look, yeah, stroke whatever. the iPhone yeah okay oh yeah, yeah that's oh. very nice yes <laughs> it's a bit heavy compared to yours as well it feels Theory. but it doesn't do Skype does it not yet. It doesn't even do VoIP. I'm waiting for TruePhone. TruePhone has been demoed on it. If it did it. VoIP, that would be very cool. But you really need 3G. You can't I'm do that I'm hoping to meet the guys from TruePhone tomorrow. So I'm going to say, Whoa. hey, look. Come on, give us a demo. Come on. Yeah, I, no, I, want, I want the app. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll beta test it. Look at me. Yeah, beta test it. I'll help you out. So, uh, so there, someone has clearly got inside the phone and is, you know, re-diverting mm-hmm. the voice and the cool audio bits and bobs. So... That's well, cool. if, if, if we're talking about um, coloured things, then I, I do have to mention one of our one of our <laughs> one of our biggest fans, Rob, is uh, has just bought bought a pink DS Lite for his girlfriend for Christmas. Okay, good on you, Rob, and uh, pulled it out, started playing with it, and uh, doesn't look like he's going to hand it over. So. <laughs> <laughs> Quite like I'm sure it. you can get a, like a skin to get over it, Rob. Yeah, you can put right. like little yeah. make it manly sort of skin. Pink is the stuff. new black, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay, well, um, I think that about wraps it up for today. It certainly does. So, um, do well, I'm looking, back. looking forward to hearing about all this mobile stuff next week. On yeah, yeah, we should try and get some predictions in for the next year because mm. um, we've probably got time for another couple of shows before Christmas. Indeed. So uh, we should try and work out what we reckon is going to happen in 2008. Indeedy. Hmm. Right. If you want to send us a note about anything, send it to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Indeed. Look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. And see you in episode 65. 65, it will Not be. Not time to retire yet. That's right. We'll keep on going. So goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from me, Ian. Cheers. Cheers.